Hello and welcome to episode 18 of your parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bamford. I need to come up with an intro, some kind of fancy phrase, or some music or something. But I can't use anyone's real music because then I gotta pay them. Seeing as how I'm barely getting paid for this. Means I gotta come up with something myself. I need to borrow somebody's, uh, you know, old Casio keyboard, Yamaha that they got, you know, covered in dust in their attic. But yeah, episode 18, we're almost to 20. There's about the number of uh, listeners that I have. My goal, uh, I mean, I guess my secret goal, or not so secret goal, is to become a super famous podcaster. But uh, I guess the more realistic goal, I'm just trying to make it to, you know, say like 50 downloads an episode. Yeah, that'd be nice. Seeing as how to make like 15 bucks, I have to have like 10,000. Or a thousand or something like that. I forget how the advertising works. Which, yeah, thank you for supporting the sponsor. I'm always looking to attract more. Yeah, I do appreciate the support for the show. Yeah, please go ahead and tell a friend or three. Hopefully we can build ourselves our little parenting comedy community. Whatever you want to call it. Oh, man. Just recently, just, uh, we just had a, I guess you can call it a Super Bowl party. Start off as kind of a housewarming party. Which means a bunch of people will get butthurt that they didn't get invited. But I mean, it didn't, I mean, everybody that we invited, had they all showed up, it still would have been like 30 people. <laughs> that we just did just kind of immediate family and, you know, a couple of our closest friends. And uh, we were going to do it last weekend. I mean, the uh, weekend before, it was a little too close to my surgery. We you know, were afraid that I was going to be you know, too drugged up. Um, so we're like, oh, let's push it to the following week. You know, there's nothing going on, is there? I was like, oh, no, of course not. And then we realized, you know, oh, that's the fucking Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, I don't give a shit about sports, so it didn't really affect me at all. But then it was like, Certain people may not come because they're going to have their own, you know, Super Bowl party, which is fine. But, uh, you know, and we had this, you know, this catered, my Publix, of course. Um, and, you know, thankfully Cynthia's gotten back into couponing. So, you know, catering this whole party only cost us about 35 bucks. And, uh... You know, and we still we still have leftovers. It's now, what day is this? The 5th? Tuesday the 5th? Yeah, so this is a couple days after the party. We still have leftovers. Speaking of food, Cynthia made some bangarang homemade quesadillas. I mean, from scratch. Didn't put in, like, taco seasoning. I mean, like, put in each individual... You know, herb and spice in there. You know, fresh, you know, homemade pico de gallo. It was amazing. I told it was definitely going to be, you know, in her top five recipes. I don't know if it'll beat out the uh, the fried fish that she makes using her grandmother's secret batter recipe. 
but it is it was really good. Everybody liked it. We also discovered that Isaiah loves uh, avocado, as we had that kind of mashed up. Usually, I mean, because he's he likes feeding himself. So it's pretty rare that he'll let you feed him anything. Usually you put a utensil near his face and he'll just smack it. Uh, but if you had a little, if the avocado on there, and we all were making a big deal about giggling about it. And it was a, it was a good dinner. Probably the healthiest dinner that we've had in a while. Which is good. His old Captain Cargo shorts here. It's getting way too fucking fat. This is probably... I'm about 10 pounds short of the heaviest I've ever been. Yeah, the heaviest I've ever been was... I want to say it was 215, 217, around there. It was right as we came back from North Carolina when we moved back to Florida. Yeah, but then I was seeing a new doctor. And he uh, you know, doubled the medication I was on, metformin. And even a regular dose of metformin can cause you know some stomach cramps things like that, when I was on double the dose, you know, taking 2,000 a day, you know, I got to experience uh, lots of diarrhea, which, you know, obviously that's terrible, but at the same time, I also lost 30 pounds over the course of a few months, so I was, you know, looking and feeling great, other than the diarrhea and the terrible abdominal pain, and I finally went and saw a gastro doctor, and I was like, you know, find out what's going on, and I just told him, you know, we saw my medication list, which is long on its own. And he said, oh, you're taking way too much metformin. He's like, I don't prescribe this dose for anybody. And uh, he said, cut that in half, that's probably going to eliminate all your stomach problems, and sure as shit, it did. Which means I wasn't, you know, throwing up or, or diarrhea-ing out all of my meals. So I was still just inhaling, you know, a bunch of high-octane garbage. And I slowly started to, to put the weight back on. And it's not like something that, you know, happens overnight. You know, it's just, it's a gradual change all of a sudden. You know, your chin has a couple of friends. And it's like, I gotta, you know, blame it on the dryer. The dryer is shrinking all my fucking shirts. So I don't want to blame, you know, my swelling man tits. But now that's my, my realistic goal is to get down to a large shirt instead of an extra large. Because otherwise I'd have to, you know, get rid of, you know, half my wardrobe. I only have them down to like four shirts that fit at the moment. You know, one pair of jeans. I think I have one you know, pair of dress pants that fit. Now, if I can drop, you know, 30 pounds, then, you know, you sound as a pound. But that's the, uh, that's the hardest part. I mean, especially, you know, since I quit smoking. Not that I'm blaming that, because that was years ago, but it's just you, you gain your, your sense of taste back. You know, if you're as... Uh, heavy of a smoker as I was, I mean, you can still enjoy food, you know, realize that it does kind of dampen the flavors down, because almost everything tastes like a cigarette, and then it's like when everything tastes great again, you know, it's just, 
That is one of the more difficult parts is just maintaining a diet. And I know I have to, just like when I quit smoking, I have to keep trying and trying. You know, until you find a diet that works, because, you know, it's like I can I can try the keto diet. I think that's probably going to be the, the one that'll probably work the best. But my biggest problem is is my quality of life and happiness. I'm like, if it's a diet that I'm going to be miserable every day for like six months, I know I'm not going to do it. I gotta, you know, you know, tweak the meal plans if I have to, you know. Gotta do everything you can to, you know, live long enough to pay off this fucking house. But it's also, you know, when we usually, not make a big deal, but we like to have, you know, the family dinner together at least. I mean, breakfast and lunch is kind of all over the place with everybody's schedules. But it's just, it's hard to, like, if somebody's on a crazy diet... You know, it's like when you get together with a bunch of your friends, and like, oh, let's go to this place, and you have like that one asshole friend is like, oh, I can't eat there because I'm vegan. You know, I don't want to be, you know, the guy disrupting every meal. You also got to, you know, take command of, you know, the blood sugars, which are usually, you know, for the most part under control, but not as good as they could be. Because I guess every now and then, I mean... You know, just as dangerous as getting too high, it's like sometimes it'll, you know, it'll dip low, which is fucking weird. The first time that ever happened, it was when um, you know, I was living with a friend of mine. And like for a while, now granted, make no mistake, I've, I've earned my diabetes. It wasn't just genetics or bad luck. I mean, it was, you know... You know, God throwing up a check engine light. And when I was first you know, diagnosed, they said, you know, it's a pretty aggressive, you know, type 2. And uh, first I was on, it's like, oh, we can probably control it with diet, exercise, and medications. Pills. So for a while, this is when me and um, Cynthia first got together and started dating. Uh, I was taking probably 17 pills a day to, you know, keep this shit under control. And then a couple of supplements, like, you know, cinnamon, you know, shit like that. And it was such a weird concoction that I almost started to get used to it. And if I missed one of these pills, I would become violently ill, which happened back when me and Cynthia were dating. And I cooked this, you know, really delicious, you know, steak and potatoes dinner, you know, out on this little... A hibachi grill on my balcony and I forgot to take one of my pills and of course you know right as we're about to fall asleep you know, I have to wake up and you know run to the bathroom and yak out my dinner so finally I just told the doctor at the time I said listen if you put me on insulin that's gonna eliminate like 11 of these pills <laughs> I can just take you know my other regular ones I was like, I'm not, you know, I have tattoos. I'm not afraid of needles. It's nothing like that. And I mean, I plus I also, you know, it's like I, I check my sugar so much. It's like my fingertips are like an old guitar player's. But uh, the insulin also took some getting used to. And I remember the first time I, I don't want to say overdose because I'd probably be dead. But it's like I gave myself a little bit more insulin than I meant to. You know, I miscalculated the dose. So, you know, in the middle of the night, my sugar, you know, dropped low. It dropped down into the 40s. 
And at first I didn't know what it was. I mean, I woke up and my hands and feet were cold. You know, and I had a trembling in my hands. And it's like, I didn't understand what was happening. It's like, I felt like I couldn't catch my breath. And then the hunger. This is like a hunger that I've never felt before. I mean, like with my entire body, every hair on my head was hungry. Every, you know, finger and toenail molecule of my body had its own stomach and it was wanting food. Which is my body's way of saying, you know, we need some kind of calories or glucose you know, before we start shutting down. But at first it's like, I'm still half asleep in the middle of the night. It's like, I think I'm going to turn into a fucking werewolf. It's like, should I wake up my roommate? You know, tell her to get the fuck out and call the cops. You know, tell them to bring some silver bullets. But it's like, I, you know, stumble out of my room into the kitchen. I start just inhaling everything. You know, pizza with some blue hair on it. Fuck it. You know, eat it. You know, just take a bite out of a stick of butter. Just, you know, whatever's in there just to get some kind of fuel in you. You know, keep you from passing out. You get like those gray spots on the edge of your vision. Mental status there, so you get a little altered. So now, you know, usually, you know, while I'm awake, you know, and it starts to get low, the first sign is like my hands get a little shaky. And I was like, okay, now it's down in probably like the 70s. You know, I need to go eat something and stuff like that. So usually it doesn't, my body's trained enough now that it'll wake me up before it gets to the, to the werewolf point. So that's, uh, you know, just like when it gets high, it's like, I mean, for a while, I probably lived in the 200s, you know, my, my daily sugar. And it's like your body kind of gets used to that. You know, not that you can sustain that forever. I mean, eventually it'll, it'll shut you down a little quicker, you know, later in life. Take some time off the end there. <coughs> That's how I was trying to gain back from, you know, quitting smoking. You know, it's like, you know, everybody loves junk food, but for me, it's just, it's carbs. You know, I can, I can skip past, you know, a box of donuts and not feel anything, but, you know, that bag of potato chips, it's like I want to turn the bag inside out and lick it. That's usually, you know, like bread and pasta and it's like stuff you don't think about. You know, orange juice. You know, I used to, I, you know, I grew up drinking orange juice and I was, you know, first out of my own. I'd have a glass of it a day. It's not something that you think about. Now I have to, like, have a shot of orange juice, like, you know, I'm taking an evening nightcap instead of a martini or, you know, a tumbler or whiskey. And I just have, like, a, you know, a little shot of OJ. That'll sort you out. Or a little lemonade, something like that. It's, like, left over from this, uh, you know, this housewarming party. Which I do thank everybody that, that came out. Um, we went ahead and made a Target registry that we told nobody about, apparently. So, thankfully, people brought some amazing gifts anyway. And I thank you for that stuff. Um, but with the uh, the food, I mean, you know, of course, I'm going to kick open the door like Ric Flair. Woo! And hit every station. Every dish that you got. I'm going to take a sample. There's all kinds of, uh, you know, desserts, and because we didn't have like a big sit-down meal, 
And the Super Bowl, apparently we didn't miss much. I had it on in the background and only a couple people really took interest. Apparently it was a shitty game. I have no idea. I guess the Patriots won again. I feel like they win every year. I don't know. I don't know anything about football. And then, you know, of course, every time I went to Publix, like all like 19 times I went to Publix over the last week, you know, getting shit ready. You know, it's like, oh, you having a Super Bowl party? And I have to, you know, be that asshole and be like, no, it's a housewarming party. It just happens to be in the same day we're having the same type of snacks. Like, keep stuck in the shelves, peasant. But that was me. Back in the day, stuck in the shelves, being called a peasant. That's yeah. That's gonna be the uh, the new struggle is to get back into a large T-shirt. Cause I just I refuse to buy a new wardrobe. Cause if I buy a new wardrobe, I feel like that's almost giving up. You know, it's like okay, this is you know how fat I am now. I'm just gonna keep you know, eating McNuggets until my wiener turns into a second belly button. It's like plus you know I like a lot of those old shirts. A lot of them aren't even that old. You know, plus I know, you know, because I was once, I mean, I've never been skinny, but when I, you know, I had lost that 30 pounds, that moment where I stopped taking all the metformin, so I wasn't having the diarrhea and the abdominal pain, and right before I started to put the weight back on, I was feeling great. That was like a good month, probably the best I felt, you know, I woke up in the morning and not feeling bad. You know, didn't have as much aches and pains. I mean, my back, you know, it was just another story. I'm always going to have back pain, but it's like, you know, like the way you used to feel, you go out clubbing till two in the morning, you hit that, you know, half drunken, you know, McDonald's trip on the way home. And then when you wake up at like nine o'clock in the morning, it's like that first half hour is how I felt, you know, most of the day, you know, being that heavy. And that's, you know, about where I'm getting now. You know, of course we got to, you know, full pantry and full refrigerator, which is something I'm never going to complain about. I'm never going to be somebody that complains about having too much food. But uh, we are definitely, you know, next grocery trip, you know, is going to be, you know, a lot more fresh stuff. If we got to spend a little more money and not get so much junk. I mean, we're going to have, you know, snacks here and there for the kids and stuff because I'm not going to make them suffer, especially because they're, you know, healthier than me. But, uh, you know, the whole point is, I guess, lead by example. You know, I've also heard that phrase to, to be the person that you needed when you were younger. You know, and I want them, you know, because if they see me, you know, shoveling garbage in my face all the time. And you know, granted, most of my garbage is done after they go to bed. But it's still, I mean, I don't want them to see... You know, cabinets full of, you know, chocolate and chips and, you know. And, ah, uh, man, and, and my wife's aunt is visiting for a month from Chile. So, of course, they brought all of this, this wonderful chocolate. And most of it in Chile, most of it comes from the Nestle company. Which is, you know, same, obviously, we have over here. But it's like they have things over there that they don't make over here. And, uh, you know, she, you know, brought over, you know, just bags of these, you know, chocolate, these, you know, the Super Ocho, you know, the little chocolate-covered wafer bars, and then the uh, Negritas, which is almost like a little s'more, 
you know, graham crackers and marshmallow all wrapped in chocolate. So it's like, and it's not just a couple of them. It's like, here's, you know, three large bags of, of fucking candy bars. So it's like, we got to, you know, restrain ourselves. I'll tell my wife to bring something to work, but, you know, she works from home. <laughs> Basically, it's just, you know, bring from the pantry to the kitchen. <laughs> but she's more motivated than me. Not that I'm not motivated, you know, to lose weight, but she's really, you know, really serious about it. You know, I'm, I'm getting there. I know that because she knows the diet that works for her. You know, she just needs to just stick to it. It's like me, I don't really know what's going to work for me. And of course, you know, I'm going to be trying over and over. It's like I'll try, you know, the keto and maybe that won't work. I'll try the paleo and then the Atkins. I think the Atkins guy died. I got to figure out how he died. Just in case it was diet related. Hopefully this guy hit by a car or something. But, you know, I got to find out where it works. You know, make sure I'm not going to be miserable. You know, allow myself a, maybe not a cheat day, maybe like a cheat meal every now and then. Just so I don't, you know, feel so shitty about it all the time. Because then once you get used to it and you start to lose the weight, then when you start to feel better, my hope is that I won't feel so miserable about the diet. Because I can only handle so much fucking kale and coconut oil. That seems to be the biggest, biggest hipster thing. Now, I don't see too many, and maybe I'm just in the wrong places in Central Florida. I saw a lot more when we lived in Asheville, North Carolina. I mean, that place is fucking lousy with hipsters. It's like a microbrewery for every ten people. Everybody walking around with a fucking John Wilkes Booth mustache and a man bun. Or they had that short hair gel to the side with a long homeless wizard beard. Not like a not like a groomed, well kept beard. But just like one you'll find like, you know, a fucking sparrow living in or something. But uh What the fuck was I talking about? Oh yeah, hipsters. Yeah, you know, I don't see too many of those. I don't see... Uh, I don't know what the big deal is with avocado toast. I hear that being like a hipster thing. I mean, is that just where you spread avocado on bread? It's like, I feel like people... That's, I feel like that's not a new thing. Like, I think people have been doing that for a long time. Yeah, I'm not a huge avocado fan. The way uh, my wife and apparently Isaiah are. I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's not a big deal. I think it's just something that, you know, people over 50, you know, grabbed out of the ether to pick on millennials with. You know, it's like every generation complains about the previous generation, and vice versa. You know, no generation is perfect. You know, the world's evolving at a pace that we can't really keep up with. And that's the other part of, of being healthy is just having time management has a lot to do with it. And because uh, it's like, it's obviously it's always going to be easier to hit a drive through and grab a couple of McChickens 
than it is to, you know, stop at the grocery store, you know, buy the ingredients that you need, you know, come home and prepare them, prepare the meal, you know, feed your family, clean up the meal. You know, that's, you know, hours worth of work right there. And not everybody wants to commit to that. And I think that's, we all have to be, or at least I have to be willing to, to just do the work. You know, if that means, you know, I got to eat, eat dinner later. Because I know with my job, I usually get home, you know, well into the evening. No, unfortunately, you know, most of the cooking falls on, on Cynthia's shoulders. Because obviously we're not going to make the kids wait until like 8 o'clock to eat dinner. Especially because that's, you know, the time they go to bed. And that's the time that, you know, me and Cynthia regain our sanity from, you know, the children. We have great boys, but it's like, fuck, any three kids, even if they're perfect, you know, are going to wear you down after a little while. Just because, just because they have twice the energy that you do. <laughs> and I think a part of that is because they are healthier, you know, they are younger. <laughs> you know, we do try to make sure that they have, you know, a balanced diet. I've always told Grayson, you know, he needs variety in every part of his life, you know, in his food and his friends and his entertainment. I'm sure I've said that before on the podcast. So I think I need to start taking my own advice. I mean, at least with the food. I don't need any more fucking friends. I have my, my inner circle. But, uh... Yeah, that is going to be the uh, the new mission. And I'm not going to take any before and after pictures... I probably shouldn't have even mentioned anything about it because I remember all the times I would try to quit smoking. I would tell everybody, oh man, I'm going to quit smoking. It's my last cigarette. And the, you know, the next day they see me you know, with that shameful look on my face outside in the parking lot having a smoke. What happened, man? What happened? I thought you were quitting. Burr, 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 burr. You know, you get all that shit. I don't want you know, somebody to see me you know, having salads all week and then the one time I you know, eat a fucking hot dog in public and somebody calls me out on it. Say, so, you know, it's my cheat meal out of the week, and that happens to be the time that I run into fucking everyone. Let's see. You know, I'm not going to rush it. You know, that's, I think that's what burns people out, especially with exercise. Obviously, I'm going to have to exercise more, too. It's like they just, they just try to pull a 180 so hard, and all of a sudden their diet changes you know, so much, and they're trying to exercise and do all this other stuff all at once, and then they get burnt out in a week, and then they don't ever do it again. You know, I'm afraid that's going to be me, so it's like, you know, try and ease into it, you know, change up the grocery shopping. You know, my back is, is healing a lot more. You know, start going for more walks. Hopefully they'll put some fucking street lights in here. And this, you know, my street that's half under construction still. That's a... You know, because I probably won't get the chance during the day. Yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the plan. You'll hear me probably bitch about it. Like I said, I won't be doing any of the uh, before and after. I think partially because I don't have the balls to take a before picture and then put it on the fucking internet. It's like, hey, here's my silhouette that looks like fucking Alfred Hitchcock. Notice how I'm, you know, at least a B cup right now. All I need is somebody to, you know, see that shit on Instagram. Have the first comment and be nice tits, sir. 
So now maybe eventually I can just do an after picture. And then the people that know me will say, oh, look, he's lost some weight. Yeah, that's going to be the, uh, I feel like that'll be the final step to, you know, getting my poop in a group here. You know, it's like growing up, you know, everybody's dad, you know, or parents or, you know, ma, whoever to say, you know, I want you to have everything. Now, I know my dad said it. You know, I want you to have a great life. I want you to have everything. So it's like, you know, I have a, a beautiful family. You know, I have a great house. I have a job. So, you know, I have people that care about me. You know, so I guess that means I have everything. And just that last little bit, you know, is getting my, my health in order so I can enjoy to have everything for much longer. Well, with that, I will sign off for the week. I know I told a couple of friends I was going to post this episode yesterday. But, you know, if you haven't learned by now, I'm pretty full of shit. So I appreciate the support. Like I said, you know, tell your friends, tell your family. Let's see if we can spread the word on this little comedy community that we're trying to create. You can send any, uh, you know, funny parenting stories and life hacks, parenting tips to uh, yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. And I will talk to you next week.